How you doing? Good evening. It's Greg. This is the Absolutely Live interview. It's 7 o'clock and we are ready to go. We are going to have on tonight's show a genius guitar player. All right. His name is Steve Laudacina. He's amazing. He has played for the likes of J.P. Soares, uh, Rock and Jake Band. He has played for uh, numerous bands, numerous outfits, and um, he's just an awesome guitar player. He actually uh, played in a band that I was in called Bobby and the Renegades back in the day, and uh, that's where I met Steve. Um, guy's incredible. He can play anything. He could play blues. He could play rock. He could play, you know, a shuffle. He could play whatever. It doesn't even matter. He could play metal. Um, he plays just incredible. Any anything that he undertakes as far as guitar is concerned, is successful because he's amazing. Um, so I'm just going to wait for Steve to come on here. And uh, in the meantime, we have Nick Puya coming up next week. Um, that's going to be Easter Sunday. And uh, we're going to have him on at 7 o'clock next week. He is an actor out of Miami. He's done a bunch of different um, television shows and movies and also commercials. And anytime I want to tell you I love Hint, Hint Water, Pineapple Hint is the best water in the world. So if you ever get a chance to try it, go ahead and try it. If you know the people at Hint Water, tell them I want them to sponsor my show. All right? That's what I want. Please tell them. Mm. Shit is fuego. So I'm going to go ahead and see if Steve's out here. <laughs> Dill, I'm not putting you on this show, brother. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, we're just going to wait for Steve here. I've had a crazy day. I've been running around like, like crazy and, uh, just got in here. So, uh, I literally just stepped in here, uh, to go ahead and, uh, do the show. So Steve is on right now. Let me see if I can send him a, uh, friend request or no, I'm sorry. A, um, a request to join the show. Yo, Steve, um, request to join. Okay. Uh, here we go. I can invite. All right. I just invited Steve. <laughs> this is going to be very interesting. Okay. Because Steve and I have been friends for a very long time. We tend to get a little weird sometimes together. So uh, just try to try to follow along if you can. Okay. <laughs> What's up, dude? What's up, man? All right. What's up, my brother? Man, I didn't think you were going to make it today. What are you talking about? about? What are you worried about? You're on the show and you're eating food? Come on, dude. It's Sunday. What are you guys having? Bajol. Oh, yeah. Italiano. Well, I saw somebody had commented about, uh, you know, the fact that you like to interview Italians. So I figured. <laughs> they did. That's right. <laughs> let's, up, let's up the game. That was on Facebook. Yeah. They said, what, you interview only Italians? Well, if he's watching. Well, it's funny because I went back to see. I was like, what the hell is he talking about? So I went back to see, and he's right. <laughs> it's me. It's you. It's Jason Ricci, right? Yeah. It yeah. was um, Max Asena. Oh my God! I'm like, what the hell? I didn't even realize. I know. I What's know. going on, dude? What are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing today? What am I doing today? Hell, oh, boy! Today was very busy. Uh, running around with the family, with the kids. Yeah. Uh, I got I got sunburned eating alive. Eating Did you? Alive. Yeah. I can't really yeah. see you that well like that, so I can't really tell. Oh, is it hard? Is it hard to see me? Uh, just because the background, yeah. It's all right. All right. Let me see if I can find I'm something. tired too, man. I've been uh, running around all day. I literally got back five minutes ago. 
Uh, me too, man. Me too. Yeah. I just sat down to eat. Yeah. There you um, go. Looks yeah, better. having kids is exhausting, bro. Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> I know. Anyone with kids can relate. Can understand. Yes, exactly. So, dude, tell me what the hell, uh, you know, people that are watching here don't really know your history. They don't know anything wow. about as far as, like, your career is concerned because they, they probably know your career now, but... They don't right. know what it was like back in the day. So, I, well, there, there were a lot of changes. There were a yeah. lot of formations. Yeah. Yeah. But I wanted to go back on that. Like, like everyone, it seems like, like when I watch back on my videos, it seems, or my shows, it seems like the first one of the questions, one of the first questions that I ask is like, tell me about like how you came up and like how your background was and what you did to where you got to where you are now. So I'm interested to learn that. I don't even think you and I, we've been friends for a freaking, I don't know how long, 20 years. Yeah. Maybe. But I don't yeah. even think we've sat down and talked about that. I don't think so. Nah, Ever. I don't think so either. Yeah, I, I know. Our so. friendship's funny. It's like we kind of, we met, you know, started a band and we're just rolling. <laughs> there, there was no time for small talk. Exactly. Just go. Yeah. There's just go. Yeah. 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 It was go time right off the bat. It really was right off the bat. Yeah, I know. I know. It was like you guys you guys met me and within a few within like three days we were playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Play gigs. Right? Know. Yeah. I, I was coming out of the Helderanos and we just I think yeah. I had a gig. Two gigs, Helderanos like Thursday, Friday, I think Saturday I started playing with Bobby. Didn't I go to one of those? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I did, I did, I did. Yeah. yeah. So show, bring man. it back to bring it back to early Steve, like like really early Steve. Like when you um when you started playing guitar, like what, what got you into the idea that you wanted to play guitar? Let's yeah, well, that. it's pretty, it's a pretty distinct, it's a distinct memory. It's really my, my dad. Yeah. Um, my dad was a huge um, blue, fan of, of blues, you know, mostly yeah. the, uh, mostly the, you know, like, um, it was mostly Eric Clapton was a big one. I got, I got the Layla tattoo. That was like the first record, right? Yeah. So that, I got that one, like. You know, it's like my dad's favorite record and one yeah. I remember growing up listening to. Yeah. Um, so it was it, Eric Clapton was a huge one. And um, the Allman Brothers, it was mostly what he was listening to. So like the yeah. first guitar, the first real guitar I bought, I didn't know anything about buying a guitar or anything really about guitar. I, and, and mind you, I was probably about eight years old, you yeah. know, seven or eight years old. Yeah. When I first was getting interested in it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And um, the only thing I knew is that the guitar had to be a Strat and it had to be a black and white Strat. Those are the two <laughs> things. And that was because of Clapton. So that was the biggest thing. Yeah. Um, so I remember he took me to see Eric Clapton with Jimmy Vaughn opening up. Nice. It was at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And I'll never forget it. I, you know, again, I was probably about seven years old. And I was just blown away. It was, I was like amazed. And I think I knew at that point, I was like, just enamored by the sound and, and um, it just how amazing it looked and uh, the whole experience. So I was like, at that point, it was like, I want to, I want to learn how to do that. Yeah. So he kind of hooked me up with guitar lessons. I was taking guitar from a, um, I was a jazz uh, player up in, uh, he was based out of Queens. So I, he started teaching me how to read music, how to do, you know, which I wasn't so into at that age. You know, I wanted to, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to rock, you know, I wanted yeah. to go, but I was doing it and it was, and I, you know, found out it was actually very helpful, but, um, so I guess it was really like the blues was that big influence and, and um, 
and that's what my teacher was getting me into. And then um, as I got older, like early teens, it was more of like um, uh, like punk rock. Like yeah. I, when I started finding my own way, I, I think um, the record that really blew my mind was um, Dookie by Green Day. Mm -hmm. All right. When I heard that record, I was young and I was like, um, it just blew me away. The energy and I just, I loved the whole thing. I remember like, and this was like back in the day of the music videos too. So like, I remember yeah. watching the video for like Basket Case and I was just like, I, I was like, that is awesome, man. That's my <laughs> Joe, you know? Yeah. Um, that is funny because I still listen to that record and I love it. It's a great, yeah. I mean, from start to finish. Sure. So then I, yeah, then I started getting really into that stuff. And then like, that's when I started like forming my own bands. And they were mostly, it was mostly like punk, you know, punk bands at that point. Yeah. So that was like the foundation for me. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of weird. I guess it was blues and it was like punk rock was like my two biggest influences. Blues and punk rock. That's awesome. Yeah. Which is, kind, you know, which are, I don't know. Totally different ends of the spectrum. Yeah, 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 it really is. But, you know, it's kind of funny because, you know, in musical terms, you'll always hear, like, a blues, you know, this is mostly for, like, musician talk, but you'll always hear, like, you know, it's a one four five progression, you know. That's yes. Like the, right? Um, when you listen to a lot of Green Day songs, they use the same progressions, you know. Yeah. I mean, it sounds totally different, but it's the same form. So, it's, I mean, you know, I, as, oh, you went out. On, oh, can I hear, can you hear me? There we go. Yeah, I got you. All right. Um, yeah, man. So then, so then I got really into. Um, I was really into that stuff. Um, did that for a while. That was when I. That's I. I think too for me. That's when I started like writing songs. You know, getting into writing songs. Yeah. It was stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever learn to like write a song, or you just kind of did it based on? you know, how you felt about whatever That's a good it was. Question. Yeah, I think um, it was from learning so many songs. It was like, I would play the records. It was like my biggest thing. I would play, the whether it was like, literally like, you know, Eric Clapton, that was a little bit more challenging, but I would do the same with like, um, like Green Day songs or a big one for me too, man. This is funny. It's like um, Blink-182. I had to learn yeah. every Tom riff. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, at at that age for me, man, I was young. Um, that was like a goal of mine. I'm like, I got to learn every riff of every song. <laughs> um, but it kind of taught me how to like structure a song. I th you know, I think early on. Yeah. And I think I learned I learned that way. So and when did you start writing like um, like your own parts to different, you know, the music? I'm saying to, to different songs. Like when you knew that you knew the structure enough to go ahead and write a song. Like how old were you? Where you actually uh, wrote one, and you were like, "Wow, I re I actually wrote a freaking like a song. legit, yeah, 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 yeah." It was probably, um, I was probably like uh, fifteen years old. All right, so when, that, that, when that really started, yeah. yeah, 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 when that really started, uh -huh. um, yeah, and again, it was like a lot of the punk bands, and yeah, I did that for for a long time, and I, I wound up, uh, um, you know, with one of my bands. Um, Moving out to Los Angeles, I lived out there for a while. We did uh, all sorts of things. We were we were playing with um, Aaron Carter, you know, yeah. do, doing reality shows with them. Yeah, 
uh, him and his his brother, which was a totally insane thing. Yeah, I can't imagine. Uh, <laughs> I was. <laughs> I mean, we <laughs> talked about that. Yeah, that's like mind blowing stuff. That was a weird thing. Yeah, that was kind of weird. We were like thrown right in, into that scene, like going to all these parties and. Um, I mean, it was cool. It was cool at that age. Yeah. Um, and then I quickly got tired of that and was like, that's kind of when I was like, you know what? I want to, uh, I want, I had met, um, JP Soares like yes. right before that. And I was like, man, I want to, uh, go back and like, I want to learn how to like really, really play music right. with, like, with the older guys. You know, it yeah. felt like it felt like really becoming a musician. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and now you, I, did you do that before? Um, Steve was in a band called Beauty to the Moon. Yeah, it was a it was a rock, really hard rock band. Like, did you do that before you came back? I'm sorry, after you came back from LA, before you met JP. So, yeah, exactly. So we we yeah we split from that. I kind of I don't know. I kind of had enough of that that scene. Like we were right in that Hollywood scene, and I kind of had yeah. enough. And um, I wanted to get back to what mattered, and that was like the music. So right. We were all angry, pissed off, you know, whatever. There was a lot of band drama, typical stuff, nothing out of yeah. the ordinary. <clears throat> and we um, we started Beauty to the Moon, which was like, I think, a direct result of what we were feeling in that moment, which was a lot of anger. Right. You know, and um, that was fun. I mean, that was kind of cool. Um, I had never really listened to heavy music, though, honestly. So, yeah, I think for me, it was it was cool. It was a very organic uh, experience musically you know but if you listen to that as an outsider if you listen because i've listened to that music and you know how i feel about that band like, yeah the music music wise you guys were crushing it i mean the music was phenomenal i mean it really was and it, like for somebody Thank you. such as yourself no problem for somebody such as yourself that hadn't listened to that type of music you really nailed it i mean you definitely well, nailed the music for sure well Thank you, man. Yeah, I well, one thing I liked again is is like I love guitar riffs. I, yeah. you know, I've always been a sucker for like a really, really killer guitar riff. Yeah. And I was just thinking approaching it like that, like just aggressive. Yeah. And just like very guitar riff uh based, you know. Yeah. Um and, and you know, I know you're you know, obviously, you know, you're a singer, but I've <laughs> I've never um vocals uh, it, I like Go ahead, uh, say it. Go ahead, say it. <laughs> Go ahead, because I know what you're going to say. It's just, yeah, I mean, to me, man, I'm always listening to the band, the groove and the uh, and the riff. As long as the singer isn't, like, um, you know, out of key and killing me, man. You know, if you got a good melody, I'm, I, you know, I don't know what they're saying. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, man. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, it's, yeah, I've always just approached just guitar riff, you know. and Yeah. And trying to trying to write like that, you know. Yep. Um, so yeah, that I, that was a direct reflection of what we were coming off of. Yeah, California. Yeah. What happened after Beauty of the Moon? Like, what what band were you in after Beauty of the Moon? Were that's, you in the band? That's yeah. So that's a big part of where you come into play. Man. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. It was right to Bobby. Yeah, that's that was kind of what uh, led me right into playing blues and and you know I had done a couple of gigs with JP. Uh, yeah. Soars at first, yeah, and that and that was like um, that was kind of like gave me an idea of like wow I can make money playing gigs and um, you know actually actually make some money and uh, do something with this you know yeah um, 
and I, I like that too. And I, and I was learning a lot musically, learning how to become a better player, and yeah, all sorts of new things. Yeah, exactly. Also, kind of like a band leader, almost. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, 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 yeah exactly. I had no idea without anything about that. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm only saying that because we we experience I experienced that when in Bobby. You know what I mean? So exactly. I, I know that intimately because you were kind of like the leader or the spirit yeah. of Bobby. Which yeah, really helped. I yeah, exactly. And I, I think you know, I don't. I learned from my mistakes in the past. So yeah, you know. So, yeah. And then yeah, after that was helpful. Yeah, yeah for and, sure. And Bobby and the Renegades was a great way for me to kind of like develop some skills and, and yeah. you know, find myself uh, in in blues playing blues. Yeah. You know, yeah. I had never really done that. Yeah, I listened to it a bunch, but playing it was a whole different thing. So now the, there were different incarnations of Bobby. You had the first, the first incarnation, the original guys, and then um, after those guys were gone, and then it was like I became the singer, and then we got a different drummer. Yes. <clears throat> so as far as like the growth of Bobby or the um, like the kind of spreading of Bobby's wings after that original version, like what? How did you feel about that? Because I don't think I've ever asked you that. Like, how did you feel about first starting the band with a group of guys and then the other guys, you know, you, you kept only one guy. Right. And kind of the other guys fell off. And yeah. you got some new guys. So, like, how did, how, did that, how, did, how did that make you feel as far as, like, kind of the leader of the band not having the originals and then yeah. with a couple of other guys, myself and Rich being those two guys. Right. And Donnie right. also. We had Donnie in there for a little That's bit. That's right. That's right. He was awesome. Um, yeah. I think I think it was like figuring out what we wanted, uh, what I wanted to, the band to sound like. I, I was getting more into this like deeper rooted blues, you know. So yeah. like I went back to Eric Clapton and like yeah. and Stevie Ray Vaughan, right? Yeah. But then I started getting into like who they were influenced by, and and I, then it wound up being I was only into like the old school like traditional stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, Johnny Guitar Watson was blowing me away. Albert Collins. So that's getting more into that kind of sound. Uh, the Jump Blues, you know, T-Bone Walker. Yeah. Things like that. So I, I think um, I was going more in that direction, more of a blues sound. Yeah. And um, those guys that we first started with, you know, they just weren't into that. We were just going into two different directions, you know? Yeah. Um, and we kind of went into the Sean rabbit hole and kind of went yeah <laughs> yeah sean costello was uh that was on i mean yeah again when i was talking about guitar riffs it's like you know now you talk about guitar licks yeah and i and he was just like every solo was a just a dictionary of guitar licks so i was totally enamored with that yeah man pretty amazing Absolutely. yeah so all right so then um bobby kind of like we did our thing for a bit um and it was fun and we had a great time or whatever. And then so Bobby Bobby kind of like made its way out the door. And then you wound up playing after that with um, Rock and Jake again. Or Rock I and Jake for the first time. I right. did. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I did about almost just it was just under a year with him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was I was doing um, I was doing gigs with him. He was he was great because he was like an introduction to like now like touring. Yeah. Um getting that experience traveling around the country playing all these you know that that's the blues circuit you know yeah yeah um and um through that was kind of cool because he would have me open up every show uh i would do like four openers nice 
So what's cool about that is it got me thinking about instrumental music. Yeah. And because yeah. I don't sing at all. Everyone's always like, oh, man, you should sing. You should sing. You should try singing. <laughs> I've, I've messed with it, but it's, it's not. It's just not something I feel comfortable with or something I feel like I can do. So yeah. it's just sing through the guitar, you know. Yeah, That's yeah. best I can. So it got me into instrumentals, which, you know, you know, was like, um, obviously starting with the blues instrumentals, you know, the Freddie King stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, that whole record, learning that. And I mentioned Albert Collins. He was another one. So I was learning these instrumentals now to, to like, open up the shows. Um, and that, that, you know, you know, you fast forward to what I'm doing now with the surf music and yeah, other projects I'm yeah, there you go. Oh, you're back again. Yeah. <laughs> Technical difficulty. Yeah. So you um, you went um, with Jake for that time. And then after, the, I think you left Jake for a bit and you went back with JP, right, for a while? I did. I did. Yeah. So JP approached me. I had done a couple of, like, gigs with him here and there. Um, it was like the Daytona Blues Festival was one of them. It was a big gig. Yeah, and he wanted to bring me on, um, you know, just just to play the gig, you know, fill in. And he liked the sound of having the two guitars. And, yeah, you know, we had spent so much time playing together. Um, we used to work at a music store, this little hole in the wall music store, and we'd spend basically we worked an eight hour shift. Yeah, we'd spend the entire time like in the back smoking. Uh, and jamming, <laughs> just honestly, yeah, that's yeah. what we were doing. Yeah. Uh, that lasted that lasted about a year somehow, and we got fired. Um, but we got really tight playing together. Like we were really tight, man. We were locked in. Yeah. So we we always had a good chemistry playing together. So uh, he brought me on that Daytona Blues Festival. Um, it went over really well. And he, you know, he was like, oh, man, I got some tours coming up in Europe, a lot of European dates, um, you know, and, and he's always kind of big. He was, he was a, you know, he's a big influence on me um, as far as blues goes, you know? So um, I, you know, I jumped all over it, you know, and I played, yeah. man, I played, I played with him like three years. Yeah. Awesome. So, um, yeah, man. And that was amazing. Cause I mean, I, I went, uh, I was so busy. Oh my goodness! With yeah, um, yeah, we went to Europe a ton of times. Um, yeah, that's awesome. South America, Brazil, uh, all over the, you know, and, you know, just the typical stuff. He seems like the kind of guy where you just don't stop learning. You know what I mean? Like he's just yeah. always, he's always just got something going on. You know, yeah, like he's always teaching. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, he's always trying to, um, he's always adding to and, and trying to develop develop his show. You know. Yeah, into new, you know, into new music, whether it's gypsy jazz or Latin stuff, or you know, yeah, yeah, uh, it kind of keeps you sharp. In, in Actually, he'll be on this show. Uh, I want to say like probably a month from now. I think I'm gonna have JP on. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, uh, that's great. Yeah, that'll yeah, be pretty yeah. cool. Oh yeah, can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait to talk to him because about his his previous metal. Life, in the metal in the metal. <laughs> you yeah. know, I'm going for that. I'm going right for that. Uh, yeah, because he was a metal metal guitarist for a long time. And you were, yeah, it was probably your era too. Right? It was, it was early nineties. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. His his stuff was pretty crazy. Uh, his stuff was time. pretty crazy. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, you know, it's such a juxtaposition between his stuff in, uh, let's just say, 
Malevolent Creation, and then also uh, what was the other one that you just that you loved that you always had me play? Was that Divine Empire? Divine Empire, yeah. I mean, Divine Empire was phenomenal. The and then hearing them do Gypsy Jazz, like what the hell? It's totally on the opposite end. Yeah, and that's what's cool. Crazy. Yeah, just being into like all kinds of music, you know, because it's yeah. all it's all going to add to what you can do. Um, yeah, no doubt. You know. So after JP with you, um, where did you go after JP? What did you wind up doing after that? Well, that was man one of the one of the I think one of the coolest things, um, like you know, from that too was getting really tight with Chris. On yeah. Oh, yeah. So like uh, during our off time there, Chris was like, man, I got a, I got a real to real, you know, tape machine. Let's uh, let's try to record some music. I want to get, you know, I want to get, you know, I just want to mess around with it, get good at using it. And I had, you know, I had like, you know, instrumental songs I had I had written ideas, really. I, you know, just stuff I had briefly recorded Yeah. on my phone, you know, nothing yeah, yeah. serious. So that and that kind of is what developed Toro Jones, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about Toro. Of, yeah, we were just messing around. So I, I got I got really into that then uh, with Chris, and that was because of all the time we spent there, just being into the same kind of music. So you know, we'd hang out um, in between uh, you know gigs and whatever we were doing. Yeah, record a bunch of songs, you know. Yeah. And just see what, you know, as, as we kept doing it, we were getting better at recording. Like, wow, we could actually do something with this, you know? Yeah, for uh, sure. It's, yeah, recording quality. It sounds good. You know, the songs are coming out, you know, really good. Um, so, so on those Toro records, now now we're talking about, um, for those that don't know, he's, he's talking about Chris Pete, who is the drummer for J.P. Soares, been a long time yeah. drummer for J.P. <clears throat> and Chris is somewhat of a uh, producer, so... Um, and he's got studio in his house and everything. So he's like, you know, he he's serious about it. So he and Steve, um, during their time with J.P. Soares, kind of, you know, hit it off on on that level, on a musical level. And, uh, yeah, so Steve, you know, they, they just kind of hit it off. And he recorded a bunch of stuff. And, like, we're talking about Toro Jones. So if you want to yeah. just kind of elaborate into Toro Jones, because, I, like, on one of the couple of the promos that I put up, on Instagram, I, I put the little Toro Jones logo, but I didn't really say anything about Toro Jones at all. Right. Just to kind of make people be like, what the hell is this Toro Jones nonsense? Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. So, yeah, so what is it? What is Toro Jones and like, where is where do you see Toro in the future? Well, I, it's something that, um, it's, so, it's so like I was saying, I got into instrumental music. It started with blues. So then I started like getting, you know, exploring deeper, I always love that, man. I love digging deep into, like, music, yeah. you know? It's a rabbit hole. Yeah. So I'm like, man, other forms of uh, instrumental music. There's jazz and there's surf music, too, right? And it's, yeah. you hear it a lot in, like, movies and you hear it in soundtracks. You hear, I mean, you hear it all the time, more, more than you may realize. Um, yeah. And it's, it's got very cool song structures, you know, like um, the um, – the chords and the, the changes, they're more like a song as opposed to like a blues instrumental where it's like, right. you know, you got a melody, you take a guitar solo and you play the melody and you're out. Right. Surf was like, you got a melody, you know, you got a chorus, you got a bridge, totally yeah. different. Um, there's more, more parts to it. It's more like a song. Yeah. Uh, so, so who would you say that Toro that? is like? Like who, if you could say what artist Toro Jones is like would you say it was like dick dale or somebody like that or like what what would you say uh 
it's kind of like a combination. Of, I would say some Dick Dale because yeah. of the uh, aggressive nature of it. I think it's a little bit, you know, it's not traditional per se. Yeah. Um, Dick Dale, a little bit of the Sonics, uh, yep. a garage rock band. Um, I was very influenced by that as well. Um, and then like some modern stuff too, like uh, newer was like the Hives. The Hives. Oh, so good. Dude, I love them. Oh, so yeah. good. Yeah, they are amazing. Yeah. 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 So like, <laughs> I, I think just kind of like a combination of just a, um, like a uh, soup. <laughs> basically, man. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Like yeah. That's great. Exactly. One of the coolest things is we covered a um, Cindy Nelson song. Mm-hmm. Um, great drummer. And we actually got to like uh, send it, send it to Sandy. He had recently what? just passed away. Yeah. He recently oh, passed away. That's things. Yeah. He was up there and um, he like, you know, he sent the video recording back of him listening to it and like, wow. Yeah. It was just super cool. He was, you know, um, telling us stories about the song. It, it was pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah that's really cool. Awesome. Yeah. 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 Damn, dude. All right. So, yeah, it was cool. It was cool. So what's um, the future of, uh, of Toro Jones? Like, do you see a future with Toro? Is it, is it a one-off thing? Like what, what do you think? So I, I just recently put out, a, I put out a record, um, two years ago and then I recently put out, a, um, a vinyl, an EP. Yep. So I think really right now it's just about re- just putting out music, you know? Yeah. Um, I had just, this just came out, so it's fresh. Okay. Um, I want to just have, I want to have music out there, you know, yeah. just stuff that is, is out there under my name, you know, because yep. I, I work so much as a side man that it's easy yeah. to get lost with yeah. your own view. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Vision. Absolutely. So, so I think it's important for that. It's, it's like, it's really me in that moment and I'm always changing myself. So yeah, evolving. But um, I think as far as tour goes, I, I really want to get it into like licensing Releasing yeah. music and licensing. That's yeah. that's what I'm into with that. Yeah, awesome. Um, yeah, man. You know, I could book the occasional show with it. That's great. Yeah. Um, but I think it's mostly just about the music. You know, writing, recording, releasing. That's awesome, man. Yeah, man. Now, you're like on your daily, um, the daily music that you put out, uh, it's not necessarily Toro. It's, it's Rock and Jake, too. I mean, like as far as like your daily gigs or your weekly gigs. Yeah, it's with Rock and Jake again, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm mostly gigging with right now. Yep. 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 And you only have a couple of gigs um, lined up for Toro. Like you don't really do it that much. No, like, man, it, it's, much? it's a tough sell around here. I find, man, I don't know. Yeah. Um, we were doing this. We were doing um in Tampa at Skippers. They would do um, uh, Rockabilly Ruckus. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would play on that because, you know, we were kind of blended to that hot rod uh, rockabilly scene a little bit yeah. you know, as a surf band. Yeah. Um, so we did, we did. We... Looks like you uh, break it up just a little bit for me. You, can you see me, Steve, or hear me? <laughs> Dope. Yeah, exactly. 
Oh, geez, he's gone now. Can you see if it, yeah, that's good, Mario, right? Don't. Let me see if I can get him back. See, that's the thing with this, uh, with this Instagram sometimes, you know? It doesn't happen that often, but every now and again, it's like, uh, yeah, every now and again, it freezes up or, or just uh, kind of restarts. Like I had a uh, interview with, um, oh, it was with Rudy Sarzo that, that time. And I was just sitting there talking, whatever. Rudy wasn't on yet. And then all of a sudden, gone. I don't know what happened. I had to, I had to reload it. So I guess technology, you know, sometimes it happens. You check out my, uh, you can check out my shirt in the meantime. Stevie Nicks. <laughs> Let's see if Steve comes back on here. <clears throat> yeah, right now we're dealing with a technical difficulty here. We don't know where Steve went. So, Mario, thanks for hanging out, man. Appreciate that. <laughs> Let me enjoy some of my hint. Oh, thanks, man. See if I can enjoy some of my hint water. Yeah, that shirt's pretty killer. Stevie Nicks. I forget where I got it, but I have a whole bunch of <clears throat> different types of shirts. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> I don't know where Steve went here. Oh, no problem, man. You're in yours. Oh, thank you very much, Mary. I appreciate that. I try to put on interesting uh, people on here and uh, folks that I don't know a lot about and some I do know a lot about, actually. But I, I find them interesting uh, when I when I go ahead and watch them back, you know, or I listen back to them on Spotify. It's, uh, you know, I pick things up along the way that maybe I didn't hear or maybe I didn't focus on when I uh, am interviewing. So it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, I don't know where Steve's at. Let's see if I can get over to Steve active now. So. All right, let's see if he comes back on. Mario, it looks like you're the only, whoops, you're the only one here. <laughs> yeah, man, thank you. <clears throat> See if I can get him back. Yeah, you know what? I learned a lot about um, Speed of Light also when they were on. I learned a lot about Rudy when he was on. It's, uh, I really like doing these interviews because, like I said, I learned a lot about these musicians or the people that I have on, not only musicians, like next week, I have Nick Puya coming on. Nick Puya is an actor. Um, he's an actor that will, um, you know, that he, he does a lot of stuff in the Miami area. Uh, I know that he's got a lot of national commercials going on too, but it's interesting because it's not like a field that I'm in. So it's interesting to learn um, that kind of stuff. Like acting, I did, I did improvisational comedy for about nine years. I guess it's considered acting, I guess, but uh, I did have a lot of actor friends that were involved in that. But um, for me, as far as being actor is concerned, I'm no actor, you know, I don't, I don't ever aspire to be one or anything like that, I never did. But the funny part of it was the improv, the comedy part of it, that was fun. So I guess maybe one day I'll talk about that kind of stuff, but, you know, at length, but um, 
in the meantime, I'm, I'm just interested in learning about other people. <clears throat> because I find their experiences a lot more interesting than mine. <laughs> So I'm not, I'm not sure where Steve went. I, I saw that he was on here. Let me see. Yeah, it says that he's active. But I'm not sure where he's at. But if you have any questions for me, you guys, I, I see a couple people on here. If you have any questions for me, go ahead and shoot them. Or if you have any questions for Steve when he comes back on. Just go ahead and uh, ask. You can send a message here. Oh, there he is. All right, he's back. All right, you can still send messages. Let me go ahead and invite him again. But yeah, and if you have questions for Steve too, what happened there, brother? Wow, my phone, dude. Oh, your phone died? Yep. That's all right. These things. I'm happen. not home right now. Yeah, I'm not home right now. So. Oh, okay. So what were we uh, talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where were we, dude? I know. Uh, I think we were talking about you being with Rock and Jake again. I think. Yes. All right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So I play with Rock and Jake every now and then. Um, I get to do a, a gig with like a Terry Hank, which I love, saxophone yeah, player. Yeah. Um, but mostly with Jake, yeah, it keeps me busy. Um, Good. Yeah, man. So um, awesome. And you guys are fun watching you guys live. I've seen you a few times live, and it's fun. Well, game. he's fun, man. Yeah, he kind of mixes a little bit of um, like Rodney Dangerfield stand-up comedy into. His <laughs> yeah. Quite a character, yeah. Yeah, right, yeah. And he goes yeah. into the crowd. He makes it fun, you know, he makes it fun for the people watching. Exactly. He He's a good front man, which is something that, like, I don't have, you know, I you you don't have that, you don't have that chip. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's hard to be a front man, dude. It is. It's really hard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's an art to that, for sure. Yeah, for sure. It's like playing guitar, you know, it's hard. It's, it's a hard gig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Steve, if you could tell me, like, your who are your main influences? If you could give me, like, a kind of a list about that. I'm talking, like, when you started to now. That's kind of like a long stretch. Yeah. So I would much. love to I would love to learn that. Like, who are your who are your and these guys watching would love to learn. That, I'm sure. Who do you think are your top influences or not even like maybe maybe an influence that you just get some a little bit from but not necessarily yeah. like one of your favorite ones? There's so many. So like right out of it's the It's kind of a crazy question, but yeah. it's a great question. No, it's a great question. Cause uh, I think the only thing that makes it hard is cause I'm, I'm always evolving and getting into different music, right. you know, like right. Um, right now I'm really into like funk and hip hop. Yeah. yeah. I'm obsessed with that. So oh, yeah. that's like, I'm a, like literally obsessing. Are you really? All I do is listen to this stuff. Yeah, exactly. What do you so let let me ask you this. What are you getting out of it? What are you listening for? That's that's the question. What are you listening for? Um I I think I just I love I love the sound of of the band as a whole, how they try you know try to think about how they write songs, what chords they're using. Yeah. Uh, the different approaches that yeah. like you know, playing a funk tune as opposed to playing a surf tune is a completely different approach, you know. Different animal. Um yeah, yeah, in a lot of ways. Like the tone, I'm a big tone guy. I love tone. Um, I'm obsessed with tone. The man. tone king. Again, tone. I'm kind of obsessed, too. I just think the word that I keep using is I kind of get that way, you know? Yeah. I'm really into it. So, like, I'm always trying to figure out tones. Like, I was never a pedal board guy. Like, no. you know, just guitar and amp 
and work the guitar, you know? Like, yeah. You pick up close, you know, if you, if you strum closer to the neck, you get a warmer sound. You want a little bit more of a biting sound, go back by the bridge, you know? Yeah. Play with the tone knob. Yeah. The volume knob, it gives you so much, it gives you a lot to work with. Yeah. And I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say something that from my experience playing with you, and uh, if you've ever seen Steve live on stage, this guy has like one pedal maybe, yeah. <laughs> and that's it. But th then you go and you see other other um, guitarists, and they have like this massive pedal board, and there's 50 effects, and it's like you know pedal blah pedal this blah blah blah, and yeah. you're like, what the get out of here, man? And he and I used to go, we'd be like, oh my god, what's this guy doing? Right? I know. Oh, I would always be like, you know, you know, don't rely on the tap dancing. Play. Right, exactly. But you know what's funny, though, dude? You know what's yeah. funny? Is now I have a pedal board. Do you really? <laughs> oh, come I on, do. really? I do. I do. But Wait, how many like, pedals are on it? Uh, what do I have? Can't uh, be that many. Four? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, not, you know, pedal boards are cool. Yeah. If, if you rely on too much, it seems well, like it's just kind of a cop out. You know what I mean? Exactly. And I feel yeah. like spending years playing without pedal boards, I've learned how to not rely on it. Exactly like right. you said, you know? Yeah. So now I could kind of like, you know, I could use them tastefully as I as I want to, you know? Yep. I can't I believe can... you have that. That's nuts. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> you were never going to tell me that, were you? <laughs> trying to avoid it. I'm trying I'm to sure. avoid it. <laughs> ruin your image, man. Yeah, come on. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're fun though because there's so much. I mean, there's more you can do with them, you know. If you, if you use them right, you know, like right. anything, it's just another, it's just another tool, you know, another yeah. thing in the arsenal. So, yeah, for sure. And I think listening to a lot of funk music, like what I've been into now, yeah. it's like obviously like the Meters and the New Orleans stuff. Yeah. Um, but also like bands like Soul Live, you know, Eric Krasno, and I love him. And you know he's getting he uses like octave pedals in his solos. Oh yeah, really? It's just it's killer. It's just uh -huh. been great, man. So, I, I think when you're at when you ask like, what am I, you know, what am I getting out of it when I listen to it? So it's like obviously like I love the music, but yeah. it's also that aspect too, you know, different sounds and um, their approach, you know, to their gear and what they're doing. I you know kind of nerding out with it, I guess. No, that's good, man. That's really good. Yeah, yeah. You um. When you're listening to hip hop, are you listening for the same stuff? You're not. See, you're not a vocals guy. So hip hop is a lot about vocals, but you're probably listening to the, all the background stuff going. No, on. I'm like the yeah, like the producer. You know, right? Like uh, one of my favorites is the Wu Tang Clan. So yeah. I love uh, RZA. Yeah, he would bring these guys the beats. You know what I mean? He would sample from all. You know old soul records you know yeah pulling from like felonious monk records yeah, yeah. And just creating these just killer beats man um have you ever so listened this, to dr dre's production and stuff like that yeah i love dre uh he's great um yeah you know i, I mean i guess i'm biased man the east Co i love the east coast thing like i love um yeah. like nas illmatic yeah. is, is a big one for me um yeah biggie you know yeah, like you know that song "Juicy" by Biggie. Like, what a, what a beat, man! That's a that's a groove right there. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, it's yeah, it's killer. That's pretty awesome, man. That's that's good that you're expanding your your musical horizons. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I feel like I go through these phases, man. I'm, I'm always going through some kind of phase where I like, I I go like <laughs> over the top with it for like 
a few years, you know. <laughs> I know. I know. It, it I've seen it. Something else. <laughs> yeah. So, like, my goal, I would love what I'm trying to work on now is like putting together a big band. Like, I've never done that. You really? know, I would love a horn section. Yeah. Uh, you know, organ, guitar, bass, drums, inst- instrumental, and funk and soul. Go yeah. ahead with that. Some of that hip hop influence too. In That's there. awesome. Do you have any players yeah. yet, or no? That you're thinking about for that? Um, a couple really. of ideas, but it's so, it's very early in it. You know, oh, right yeah. right now it's just like I've I've got like I've, I um I've been writing like horn lines on my guitar. You know, I'll like come up <laughs> with a, you know uh, yeah, dude. This is what it's come to. That's crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I've got you know I've got a handful of ideas, and it's like. Um, just finding the right members at this point, you know, to kind of piece it together. And, you know, I, I want to release music, man, as much as yeah. I can, I feel like I can play a lot of different styles. I'm into a lot of different styles. I should say more so yeah. than I can play. Yeah. But, um, you know, I like adapting to new things. So it keeps Good. it interesting. Okay. You know? That's awesome. Um, at this point in the show, I always ask if anyone's got any questions that they want to write <clears throat> down here. Cause I'm, I'm the one asking questions, but a lot of times of course. People things that maybe I don't, think about you know what i mean right um, well I, yeah i don't even know if i answered all the influences did i do I, no you I, didn't actually let's talk about it. <laughs> you did like one i think we're <laughs> like yeah. three and then we got off on the tangent <laughs> yeah, i could do that so easily man i could do that so easily yeah you know <laughs> but i'm done <laughs> yeah. I, I put my brujol aside for this dude <laughs> <laughs> it takes a lot for me to do i man. know i know I have one day a week to eat Brajol. So tell me your influences. <laughs> all right, all right, yeah. So back to that. So BB right. King. BB King. Live at the Regal. The man. Unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. Talk about singing through a guitar. That that was yeah. that was it right there. You know that I saw a video of BB King the other day and he was like uh he was playing like metal riffs. It was the weirdest thing wow. I ever saw. Yeah, it was so weird. It was yeah, so weird. I'm like That's- what? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah, yeah it's wild. Wild. Um, Albert Collins, big one. Awesome. Um, awesome. So good. Big one. Yeah, big one. Um, Chuck Berry. Nice. Um, then getting into like, uh, yeah, well, yeah. So that's like all the blues, right? So Jimmy Vaughn too, who was just down here. I love Jimmy Vaughn. Thunderbirds was a huge influence. Um. Then it was like, um, you know, then I'm into like James Brown, you know, wow. Jimmy Nolan's, you know, was James Brown's guitar player. Getting into that chicken scratch yeah. um, guitar playing, you know, how yeah. to play rhythm, you know, play, play like you're uh, percussive, like a drum almost, you know, like yeah, a percussive yeah. instrument. Really, because I love rhythm guitar too. So then you got like Steve Cropper with Stacks, yeah. huge influence. Oh, yeah. Um, oh man, there's just so many that, that I've gotten into. Uh, and then like the surf stuff, I think the record that blew my mind was the ventures live in Japan. Really? Dude. I have to listen to that. There, I'll listen to that. You should. Amazing. I will. For sure. Ventures live in Japan. Oh my goodness. Really? Uh, All right. I got Incredible. Incredible. It was, it was the, it was, yeah. One of the records that I think really blew my mind and got me into surf uh-huh. um 
So that's a huge one. Um, but what about Sean? Sort of, I didn't, I didn't Sean, Sean Costello is a big one. But, you know, Sean, yeah, Sean too. Uh, but, you know, he was influenced by all those older guys too. You know? Right. Yeah, so it makes sense. Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, and he has so many too. I mean, I would hear his, his licks. He'd be playing like old Jump Blues licks, like, mm-hmm. Char- you know, Charlie Christian he was into. And, uh, you know, I hear I Oliver Collins in him sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And I got into some guitar players from him too. Like Tiny Grimes was one who was like a guy that doesn't get a lot of recognition. Yeah. Um, you know, a jump blues player, you know, Bill Jennings. I've heard him play a lot of those licks. And I found out about those through Sean, you know? Yeah. Do you like, have you heard of Sean Star- uh, Starsky? You heard of him? Yeah, 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 man. Yeah, he's killer. I, I got to play with him. With did the, you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's good, man. Yeah, the three of us did a jam. He, did you really? Like, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, he's um, killer. Yeah, great player, super nice guy. I, I believe he works for, like, Gibson now, right? Does he really? I think so, or he I did for a while. I played with Jason time. Ritchie for a while, so I don't know. That's right, that's right. Yeah. Um, Steve, right. it says, what's Steve-O's favorite? Okay, here, here we go. I already know the answer to this. What is Steve-O's favorite brand of guitar to play and why? Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, well, there is, there's, there's a clear cut. I'll back um, out. I know, I know the answer. That's funny. It's a Fender Telecaster. Absolutely. <laughs> I love the Telecaster. What I love about the Telecaster is, um, uh, it's just super diverse, man. You can play any style. I've, I've found for me, um, any style of music because as a side man you got to be able to play with just about it i mean i've played with soul singers you know betty yeah. fox i've done gigs with her who's wonderful yeah um it, it could play heavy music i, I mean yeah. I, anything anything i've mentioned before um and it's also man another thing too is it doesn't matter um how loud the drummer is you're gonna cut right through the mix with it <laughs> that's right so that's kind of right. a fun you know um yeah, that, I, I love the Telecaster, man. I mean, it's you've been simple. playing that. You've, you've been playing that one for a long time, the one you have. Man, wow. I love them. Yeah, and, and I, it's just, I, you know, if I think too much, I mess myself up. So, like, it's <laughs> yeah. got one volume knob, one tone knob. <laughs> it's, it's just like a slab of wood. And, you, you know, they're durable on the road. Yeah. I love them. I love yeah. them. Yeah, well, you yeah. made me get the, the telly that I have. The, the one the sunburst or the one that you whatever the color is on i think it's sunburst or whatever i don't know come on man i know what is it butterscotch oh but yeah you maybe get the butterscotch one yeah same one as you that's a classic dude the it's a classic one, yeah. yeah it's phenomenal great tone you've you been playing it <laughs> I've, I've been taking lessons all right good good I'm i've been taking lessons sure yeah for sure all right all yeah. right good i gotta do what i, I gotta do I want to hear that Albert Collins sting. Right? <laughs> of course. Some Danny Gatton. Some Danny of course, Gatton. man. Of course. <laughs> I got to keep the, the forefathers in my brain every time I pick it up. <laughs> it's very important. It's very crucial. <laughs> it's crucial. <laughs> it is. It is, man. Well, uh, who, who are your – there was another question that Heather had here. And yeah. she said, uh, what about your close family and friend influences? Who are, your, who are your influences with your close family or friends? There you go. That's a good question. Um, yeah, so like, um, I, I remember you said friends, your dad. Yeah, my dad was a huge, he's really the reason I got into this, you yeah. know, yeah. and that was blues. Yeah. That was Eric Clapton, 
Stevie Ray Vaughan and the Allman Brothers. Although he was into a lot of things, but those are the three that really, for me, uh, kind of grabbed me. Um, and then through those guys, it was like, that's how I found out about all the older guys I had mentioned because Eric yeah. Clapton was playing Freddie King licks. Oh, yeah. Stevie Ray Vaughan was playing Albert King licks. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, and BB, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, and it was funny because the, the first Clapton tour I went to was from the cradle. Oh my God. So, so good. Dude, it's all, I mean, and he was all blues. all blues. Yeah. So when I got older and, and got really serious, I would just look down the, from the cradle record and just look at the songs he was covering and like who yeah. wrote them, go yeah. hear the original. I'm like, Oh my God, this is amazing. Like They're amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I think yeah. your brother's on here. Cena too. Is that your brother? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's your yeah. man. Yeah. Out of the great. woodwork. <laughs> I know. I, yeah, you would never see him. Never I know. <laughs> and Nick Puya, my guest for next week. Nick Puya. He's on. Oh, there. let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. Bring it. That's that's killer. That's yeah, killer. Man. All right, dude. I don't want to take up any more of your time. I want to tell you thank you so much for doing this. Man, thank you so much for having me, Greg. You know, no problem, man. We buddy. go back, dude. Um, nah, man. I love I love what you're doing, man. I love that you're doing this. Thanks, man. Uh, anything you ever need, man. I Thanks, love it. Buddy. I appreciate it. I love it. it. Thank That's you. Great. Thanks, Keep man. It. Keep it going. I will. I will. Thank you so much, Steve. I really appreciate it, man. Of course, my pleasure, dude. My All right. Pleasure. I'll, talk I'll talk to you soon. All right, man. All right. Give my best to the family. Will do. Same, bud. All right, brother. I will. All Take right. care, man. Take care. Thanks again. No problem, man. <clears throat> good times right there good times well guys thanks so much for hanging out it's the absolute live interview i got my boy uh, nick puya watching right now nick's going to be our guest next week at seven uh, i throw it to him a couple of times on here <clears throat> nick is an actor from miami uh, he's done lots of national commercials he's done some movies as well and i'm excited to talk to nick uh it's a it's a kind of a change of pace from what i'm normally doing normally i have musicians on but uh, I'm really excited to talk to Nick about the acting trade and see see what his uh, out, outlook is on, on things. So anyway, thank you so much. I really appreciate you joining me. Um, and I hope to see you guys next week. Thank you very, very much. It's the Absolute Live interview. And this is your host, Greg M. Thank you very much. Take care. <laughs>